Welcome to the Secular Voices Podcast. Here we discuss current events affecting the secular community and movement, talk with secular activists, and hope to inspire you to get off your ass and get involved. Now, here is your host, the head writer at Secular Voices on Pathios, author of Understanding an Atheist, and executive director at Young Skeptics, Kevin Davis. Okay, welcome to the first episode of the Secular Voices podcast. I know there are a ton of options out there for secular podcasts to tune into, so I appreciate you listening here. Here on the podcast, our goal is to bring you the latest in what's happening in the news as it relates to the secular movement, talk about or to secular activists doing great work, and if we have time, toss in some weekly features like This Week in God's Plan from the Secular Voices blog. There are a few ways to listen to the podcast. Each episode will be posted on the Secular Voices blog on Patheos, as well as iTunes and SoundCloud. Advanced access to the podcast is available to Patreon supporters, so be sure to check us out at patreon.com slash secularvoices. This week's topic is the Good News Club. If you're unfamiliar with the Good News Club, uh, the Good News Club is run by Child Evangelism Fellowship, or CEF. They are an after-school program for elementary school kids, full of, if you believe their permission slips, fun and games and Bible stories and uh, lessons from the Bible, which is not really what you get when you go there. Uh, yes, you do get stories from the Bible. Yes, you do get scripture memorization exercises. I mean, that's fun for kids. And yes, you do get cookies and brownies and a whole lot of Jesus. So what the Good News Club really does, and uh, I have been to Good News Club meetings, is teach kids about stories in the Bible. They teach kids that they are uh, inherently flawed. They teach them that they are sinners in their hearts. They teach them that anything they say, do, or think about that goes against God is a sin. Yes, even your thoughts are sins. And they teach kids that uh, the punishment for sin is death and eternal separation from everyone they love. So that's fun. So that's a big problem that I have with the Good News Club is that they, uh, number one, are not transparent in what they're doing. I mean, it, it, if you want to send your kids to a group who is going to tell them these things, if that's what you believe, you know what? Send your kids to church then. Uh, it really doesn't belong in the school, number one, because kids are, you know, kind of conditioned to believe what they learn in school. The Good News Club uh, purposely calls their volunteers, quote-unquote, teachers, although they do not have teaching degrees. They are not, uh, you know, trained by the state's Board of Education to teach. They are not certified teachers. But the Good News Club calls them teachers because they know kids are going to listen to what they say and they're going to believe them. So uh, if that's what you're interested in, that, that you want to send your kids to, to that, that's fine, I suppose, uh, because parents have um, you know, those rights, I guess, to um, psychologically abuse your children and tear down their self-esteem just to build it back up with Jesus. If that's what's cool with you, um, then you have every right to do that, I suppose. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but you do have that right. But 
most parents who send their kids, I would uh, assume, don't know that's what's happening because, hey, uh, they get this permission slip that the kids bring home or it gets emailed to them or whatnot. It says nothing about what uh, the Good News Club teaches. It, it doesn't say uh, that the Good News Club uses these psychologically abusive methods to tear down kids' self-esteem and self-worth. So, you know, it's very dishonest, it's underhanded, and it's no big surprise, right? But uh, the Good News Club, they are all over the country in thousands of public schools, and they won a Supreme Court case back in 2001 uh, called the Good News Club versus Milford Central Schools. And uh, what that case essentially said is that uh, the Good News Club can operate in schools as an outside agency, and the school couldn't couldn't deny them based on uh, you know them being a religious group or anything like that, um, based on the separation of church and state. That was really not on the table because they are not affiliated with the school. So uh, with that, their their uh, meetings need to be open to the public because it's a public facility. So I encourage you to find out in your area where there is a good news club and stop on by and see it for yourself. Uh, legally, they cannot kick you out unless you're doing something disruptive. They tried to kick us out uh, when we went, and uh, they were unsuccessful, even though they called the police to try to get us to leave. So do a little search on Secular Voices uh, on the Patheos blog, and you'll find uh, my write-up on that from uh, a while back. So, uh, you know, other than in general how horrible the Good News Club is, and, oh, and by the way, if you haven't read it yet, I recommend you pick up a copy of Catherine Stewart's book, The Good News Club. It is an eye-opening expose of The Good News Club and what really happens there. Uh, there's also a good kind of documentary on uh, YouTube. Somebody uh, you know, brought a video camera into The Good News Club and started talking to people, and they didn't like that very much either. That's called Sophia Investigates The Good News Club, so I encourage you to check that one out. Um, so anyway, uh, what happened this week, I guess uh, let's bring it back to uh, what's relevant, right? So, you know, I mean, anyone who follows Secular Voices or is familiar with the blog knows that I have this uh, relationship with the Good News Club and that um, they don't like me so much. But um, uh, recently, uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship, their parent organization, uh, wrote in their blog about the... Satanic Temple and their after-school Satan Club uh, that they're um, kindly spreading around the country. And they're really piggybacking on the uh, Milford Central School uh, Supreme Court case, right? So schools can't discriminate based on content unless you know it violates uh, some code of ethics that they have or a code of conduct where you're you know intimidating kids or, or bullying kids or something like that, which I would argue the Good News Club does, but... Uh, it would, you know, take some take some money and some time to, to take them back to court if a school district decided that uh, they were abusive or intimidating or, or uh, bullying their kids. And, of course, we know that public school districts don't have a whole lot of money to spend on court cases. So, unfortunately, uh, the Good News Club gets to bully them, too. Anyway, I digress. So, um, Child Evangelism Fellowship posts this... Um, this blog went last week, and uh, the title of that is um, 
After School Satan Club challenges CEF Good News Club. So um, essentially what they did was this truthless <laughs> write-up of uh, the success or lack thereof of the After School Satan Club and um, you know how the Good News Club is, is prevailing and, and um, isn't going anywhere and no matter what After School Satan does, um, you know, they can't make a dent, right? So, you know, I just read a, a quick paragraph from that article. So, CEF says after school Satan clubs are proving to be a flop. Parents simply won't agree to send their children to a club whose mascot is known for pure evil. Not even one good news club has been shut down from their efforts. On the contrary, the publicity from their efforts has actually increased interest in the good news club since the beginning of advertisements for the after-school Satan clubs, more schools have requested the Good News Club. So what I like to do when I see something like that sometimes is to, you know, write something up that, uh, you know, kind of poke some holes in that argument that uh, Child Evangelism Fellowship is making. So if you want to check it out on the blog, it's Good News Club attacks after-school Satan club, makes transparency claims once again, and blocks me. Yep. CEF has blocked me on Twitter because I responded to their recent tweet and asked them about some transparency issues that they have. And uh, they didn't like that so much, and they didn't like when I um, told them that they abuse kids, which is probably why they blocked me. Um, I guess I would too. The jig is up, right? So um, what I said basically in the article that I wrote is, um, you know, what they fail to recognize is that the Satanic Temple's efforts have done a lot to raise awareness to the abusive practices of the Good News Club. Whether or not after-school Satan clubs are drawing dozens of kids is somewhat irrelevant. CEF is claiming that more schools have requested to open GNCs since uh, Satan clubs were announced, but they fail to share any data or even say that those new requests represent an uptick. For all we know, there could be a decline in new requests based on historical data. All we're being told is that they've received new requests. It's a misdirect in line with the normal MO of the GNC and a poor one at that. So, you know, what I'm saying there is the GNC says, hey, more schools are requesting uh, good news clubs, and we're going to attribute that to after-school Satan. Well, what they're not telling us is, is it more than expected? Is it more than normal? I mean, do you get five requests per quarter? And... You got your five? Sure, you can say that more schools have requested. But is it what you expected? Or did only two schools request? So it's, you know, they're, they're being dishonest with their data. They're not sharing it. No surprise there. And also in their article, they make a claim about the group's transparency. Right? They say that even though groups like the Satanic Temple or groups like um, Young Skeptics make assertions that CEF lacks transparency and doesn't share their curriculum with the public. CEF says in their recent blog piece that the CEF curriculum is available to the public and that teachers, principals, parents, and guardians are more than welcome to attend a Good News Club and see firsthand what children are taught. So if you look at their website, and it can be found at cefonline.com, what you'll find in their curriculum section is that you have to buy it to see it. So that doesn't seem very open to the public to me. 
So I did, you know, shoot them a tweet and I said, please show me where your curriculum is, quote, open to the public, like you claim in your post. All I see are items for sale. Well, I never got a response to that. And um, the reason being I was blocked shortly thereafter. Uh, that block might have been because of the tweet I sent them about an hour before when they had sent out a tweet uh, introducing their blog post about after-school Satan. So along with the link that they sent out, they sent uh, a little Bible verse from Romans chapter 8, verse 31, which says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Well, what I said to that was, People who want to protect children, for one. Good News Club equals psychological abuse. Keep your myths in your churches. Pretty sure that's what got me blocked. No big surprise there. Shortly thereafter, I did send that uh, other tweet that I mentioned about transparency and seeing things for sale. Um, Another writer for Secular Voices sent a similar tweet to CEF about their um, open-to-the-public claim. Uh, asking where their curriculum is open to the public because he was interested in seeing that. That was about a week ago, and they have yet to reply. I don't expect them to. They know that they are making false claims. They know that their curriculum is not open to the public uh, despite their claims. And, um, you know, it's, it's just lie after lie after lie from Child Evangelism Fellowship and the Good News Club. They lie to kids. They lie to parents through their permission slips. Uh, They lie to the media when they're attacked. And they get away with it. Um, You know, except for, you know, bloggers like myself, uh, other activists who uh, take them to task. But there's only so much that we can do. What I suggest uh, people do is inform parents uh, if you can. If you have a Good News Club in your area, inform the parents in your area that may be signing their kids up or that may be seeing these permission slips come home. You know, Do what you can to educate people about what the Good News Club is all about and what their tactics are and be an advocate for science and rational thought and critical thinking. And by all means, support young skeptics. As we work on national expansion, we have a a chapter opening up next month in California. So uh, more more to come on that when the press release comes out. And uh, I'll be sure to, to write a post on that and introduce them uh, and their uh, you know, information as far as what school they're in and, and that kind of thing. So more to come on that. So as far as the other things that happened with the Good News Club last week, as we all know, school's back in session from the holiday break. And Public schools have started to communicate to their uh, parents in the area, to the kids, to social media, saying that one of the programs that's available to sign up for in the spring semester is the Good News Club. Uh, Something that they're really not supposed to do. Schools should not be advertising for the Good News Club because the Good News Club is not affiliated with the school or the school district in any way. They are an outside agency, and uh, the school cannot show favoritism towards them. They can certainly make an announcement, 
as long as they are announcing all of their after-school clubs and not just the Good News Club. But anyway, so I took a look through social media, uh, Facebook and Twitter, and found some schools who were promoting the Good News Club. And I decided to respond to them because I don't really take kindly to public schools advertising a psychologically abusive, evangelical, Christian fundamentalist organization that works against public science education by teaching creationism and biblical literalism in their after-school programs. If schools really knew what they were teaching to kids, um, I don't think they would like that very much either. So I found, I think uh, the final count last week was uh, four different schools who had uh, advertised for the Good News Club. And um, if it was on Twitter, I responded to their tweet telling them they probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, if it was on Facebook, then I responded to their public pages and said, you know, what the Good News Club does um, as a public service announcement. So here's a sample of what I would reply to a school who was advertising for the club. Notice to parents, be advised that the Good News Club will attempt to scare your kids into pledging their lives to Jesus by teaching them they're inherently flawed, have sinful hearts, and are deserving of death and eternal separation from everyone they love. The Good News Club is predatory and psychologically abusive. If you want to teach religion to your kids, do it at home or in your church. Don't let these fundamentalists do it for you. So I <laughs> took a screenshot of, of one of those and uh, uh, posted it on the blog, um, as well as some responses and um, comments from readers who, who had seen that and, and wanted to uh, chime in. Um, one person said, keep cults out of our schools, and, and one person said, yeah, what they said. So uh, on this one particular school uh, of note, uh, one of the parents decided to respond. So this was an, a school in South Carolina, and uh, a, a woman by the name of Kara posted. And uh, what she said was, My children attend the Good News Club at this school. We are also members of the church who dedicate their time to run the Good News Club at this school. Everyone who works with the Good News Club at Loris, that's the name of the school, have had background checks and are extensively looked into before they are allowed to volunteer for this program. My children beg to go every day instead of once a week. Our church has countless dedicated wonderful people who go every week to spend time with these children without any pay. I'm sorry you feel this way or have had trouble with the Good News Club at any time in the past. I can speak firsthand about the Good News Club at Loris Elementary from a teacher who worked there a parent who has children who attend Good News there, and as a member of the church who runs the club. The people in club are one of the most amazing things we have in Loris, South Carolina. Well, that's convincing. So, I don't like to leave such comments unreplied to, so I responded. I'm sure the people are very nice. The GNC's curriculum, strategy, and tactics, however, are deplorable and abusive. 
The GNC teaches children they're inherently flawed and that the only cure for the disease the GNC convinces them they have is to dedicate their lives to Jesus. It's a tactic that abusers use. It's the, quote, you're no good without me tactic. And the GNC's curriculum employs this tactic. The GNC also teaches a literalist view of the Bible, which is incredibly anti-science and has no place in a public school. Kids are conditioned to believe what they're taught in school. And the GNC's, quote, teachers, who are not teachers, but call themselves that so kids trust and believe them, are using schools to take advantage of this conditioning. Elementary school children are far from mature enough to make the kind of life decision that GNC teachers are asking them to make. Half of the kids still want to be princesses or superheroes when they grow up, and the GNC wants them to commit their lives to Jesus? Do you know how ludicrous that is? Child abuse is not always apparent on the surface, and the abused don't always recognize they're being mistreated. Shortly thereafter, Miss Kara deleted her comment, thinking it was gone forever. And that, my friends, is why God invented screenshots. So of the four schools that I found and responded to on Facebook um, regarding their advertisements for the Good News Club, all four, I'm happy to report, took down their advertisements and none of them actually blocked me on Facebook. So I get to keep an eye on them and make sure that doesn't happen again. And I will continue to scour the internet and social media looking for public schools who may be promoting the Good News Club or similar evangelical groups who work to tear down kids' self-esteem. I mean, I think they have enough of that from their peers. I mean, do we really need it from parent volunteers or church volunteers in their communities to come in and do that for them? Uh, They have enough things to worry about. They don't really need someone threatening them with hell and eternal separation from their parents and grandparents and everyone they love. I mean, it's just, it's ludicrous. So, uh, you know, I could I could go on about the Good News Club for hours and hours and hours because, you know, we love each other so much. But, um, you know, on to other things. Secular Voices Activist Spotlight. If you haven't heard about it yet, there is a new documentary being made called We Believe in Dinosaurs. It is a project backed by Morgan Spurlock of Supersize Me fame, and uh, he's had a couple shows on CNN, um, you know, one-hour series, documentary series. I believe he's still got one going on. Uh, Is that Inside Man? I think that's Inside Man. And uh, he did one called 30 Days, I believe, and uh, there was one where he... Uh, switches places with someone or has people switch places that are in opposite situations. So I remember there was one where he had a Christian and an atheist switch houses and uh, they had to um, intermingle with each other's families. Uh, That was pretty interesting. So anyway, he is involved with this project as well as uh, 137 Films. And uh, so they're, they're making this film... We Believe in Dinosaurs, and uh, the premise of this documentary is really exposing the 
relationship, the, the, the stressful, traumatic, weird relationship, right, that Americans have with science education. And it seems to be somewhat unique to the U.S., unfortunately, and that uh, has a lot to do with the influences of the Christian evangelicals in our country and their science denial being spread through textbooks, which I'm sure everyone has seen examples of, and through organizations like Answers in Genesis, uh, Ken Ham's organization um, responsible for the Creation Museum, and most recently the Ark Encounter, the quote-unquote life-size monstrosity of a landlocked, unfloatable boat in Kentucky, also known as Genocide and Incest Park, uh, by my friends at Tri-State Freethinkers. I took part in a protest down there uh, with Tri-State Freethinkers and several other secular activists. Uh, Back when the Ark Encounter opened, we got to hang out with uh, some creationists <laughs> who were counter-protesting our protest, um, Eric Hovind and his uh, scallywags, anyway. Um, yeah, so they're making this documentary, and in this documentary they chronicle the creation of the Ark. Uh, it spans over about three years, I believe. Uh, so they cover the creation of the Ark and interview people who were involved in creating it. Uh, they also cover the protest that that I was at. I, I believe I'll be somewhere in, in the background. Um, so yeah, I get to say I'm in a movie. Woohoo! So the documentary also, you know, covers um, really the 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 strained and weird relationship um, that America has, like I said, with science education. So it looks pretty interesting. Uh, you can take a look at their Indiegogo campaign page that's how they're trying to fund the film and and actually they reached their funding goal which was awesome they are now working on stretch goals and there is one day left to get involved if you go to secularvoices.org you will see a very recent article called help support an anti-creationism film and get rewarded by secular voices So I have decided to, um, number one, I donated to the film. Number two, I have decided to help them reach their stretch goals by offering some Secular Voices-related items uh, to folks who go onto my site, hit that article. You'll see a link in there that's a referral link from Secular Voices. So if you follow that link, it takes you right to the Indiegogo page for We Believe in Dinosaurs. You can support them as long as you follow that link. It will show up on my kind of user profile page, right, that I referred you, so I'll see that. And in my article, you'll see that if you use my link to donate to back the project, you can get some cool stuff from me as well. So that includes signed books and so I'll send you a signed book I'll send you a couple 
more copies that you can give out to your religious friends and family. And you can also win some uh, secular-themed t-shirts from me, as well as if you are the top donator, if that is that a word? Is that a word? Donator? If you are the top backer under my link, you will receive a signed protest poster from the actual Ark Encounter protest. Um, so I'll sign that for you and send that out to you. And that is a one-of-a-kind item. You will not find that anywhere else for sure. But that's just on top of what you can get from their Indiegogo campaign. So their items that they have on their campaign page are ridiculously awesome. Keep in mind, I am not affiliated with this film. Um, I am just a backer of the film who believes in it, who is really excited about it coming out. So some of the things you can get from the filmmakers for supporting the film include actual fossils from them. You can, if you donate a certain amount, you can have coffee with Morgan Spurlock, which is pretty cool. You can get passes to their screening in Chicago. You can get all sorts of stuff, t-shirts, posters, signed posters. Check it out. Uh, again, secularvoices.org, or if you're on the Patheo site, uh, go to the Secular Voices blog. Check out the article, Help Support an Anti-Creationism Film, and Get Rewarded. You'll see the link towards the bottom. Big note here, this ends today, okay? Their campaign expires at midnight tonight, Tuesday, January 17th. If you want to get involved, you want to get some cool stuff from them and some cool stuff from me at the same time, check it out, go there, donate, support them, get yourself some cool stuff, and um, you know help out a good cause, further science education in this country, fight back against anti-science people like Ken Ham, fight back against people who say that you know evolution is just a theory, it's just the amount of misinformation and anti-science rhetoric in this country is astounding and it's disgraceful. So do what you can to get involved. This time, do a little bit with your wallet. If you can, please check that out. So that brings us to the end of the first episode of the Secular Voices podcast. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you downloading the podcast and, and uh, checking out the pilot episode. I am super open to feedback, so please feel free to let me know what you thought. Let me know what's missing. Let me know what you think we can do better, and we'll work on that. Tune in next week, and we'll talk some more about what's going on in the secular movement. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Secular Voices Podcast. To support our work, grab some cool rewards, and get early access to this podcast, visit patreon.com slash secularvoices. Kevin's book, Understanding an Atheist, can be found on Amazon, Audible, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers. And don't forget to check out Young Skeptics at youngskeptics.net. Have a great week ahead, and remember to be rational, be outspoken, be heard.